Another season of Forgotten Horror has come to an end, but as Field paraphrases Al Pacino from Send of a Woman, We're just getting warmed up! Spend the next few months with Forgotten Cinema as season seven kicks off with movies from all across the decades. We jump to the 70s to talk about the front page starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. We dive into the 80s with Michael Mann's Thief and the Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan thriller DOA. And then slice into Butler's childhood years, the 90s, with The Last Samurai and The Negotiator. That's right, Field. You're old. So very, very old. Shut up, Butler. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Have those Marvel blues while Black Widow's theatrical release date is consistently delayed? Well, turn that frown upside down because yet another MCU podcast is here to guide you through the MCU one movie at a time. That's right, Mike. Each episode, we break down one movie from the MCU and talk about its connections with the source material, comic books. Which means I get to learn so many fascinating things like about Alpha Flight. The Canadian Avengers. Who knew? And Moon Knight. A multiple personality superhero. Seriously? And then there's Man-Thing. Yeah, not really sure how to explain that one. Pretty sure no one can. Yet another MCU podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to another exciting new edition of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike, and with me as always is Dave. Dave, how you doing? Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, everything's good over here. What's up with you? Nothing. I just want to congratulate you before we do anything else for, for winning big. Dave, Dave won the Xbox Taco Bell contest. I mean, you make it sound like I'm the only one that won. <laughs> You're the only one I know who's won. Sure. But yeah, no, I, I want a free Series X through uh, the Taco Bell promotion. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Hopefully, maybe lightning will strike twice. I keep drinking my mediums, <laughs> my medium sodas. Uh, so you didn't originally plan on getting a Series X yet? No, no, I, w- I was going to get one eventually, but I mean, we've talked about it here. I'm, I'm in no rush to get one. And uh, fate has intervened. <laughs> so now that you have one. Well, I don't have one. Well, now that you are about to have one at some point within 2020, most likely. Yes, four to six weeks from the end of the promotion date. Are you a little bit more excited about Xbox's offerings or what they have coming out? Or is there a specific thing now that you're excited for you weren't excited for before? I'm not a child, Mike. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm as excited as I was about it. Like it's cool to have it. I mean, during December, I'm so busy with work, I won't really be able to play anyway. Um, but it's nice. I'm just happy to save, you know, close to six hundred bucks. So yeah, and you got six months of uh, Game Pass with that. Well, yeah, and I, I wasn't even talking about that. I just figured the five hundred nice plus tax. Oh, yeah. but, um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to have it. Uh, anytime I can save some money is a win. <laughs> <laughs> I guess then segueing from your Xbox win, uh, the first thing we'll talk about is Xbox has announced in certain parts of the world, and they're just waiting on like US and Canada to announce it as well. There's going to be a midnight digital launch event for the Xbox. So they haven't put out the plans on what it is yet, although Australia and New Zealand, I guess, were the first Xbox teams that put out something. 
because they're usually the first ones that get it because of time zones. Mm -hmm. So they'll start the midnight launch party. And apparently they do weird stuff there from what I've read. (laughs) How so? They're just kind of like weirdly funny, like out there, I guess. Just kind of like adult swim type. You're just talking about about their Twitter or about their Twitter and Twitch and whatever they do events. I guess they're kind of just weird about it. Okay. Like dunking an entire Xbox in an aquarium at the zoo. Just to see what happens on launch day. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'm interested in, in what the launch day event's going to entail, because if it is a a launch day event that's going to start in Australia, but it's going to go across the world, then it's going to be like a 24-hour event with little announcements, I would guess, throughout it. So I would wonder if they're going to make any announcements, like surprise announcements we might not have heard yet or anything like that. I don't know what you think. What? Why would you think? Did they say there's going to be like announcements and stuff? They haven't really said anything other than there's going to be a launch day event starting at midnight in Australia, obviously as the start of the time zone, but then like uh, Xbox Mexico has said stuff as well. And a lot of the other Xbox worldwide accounts have started to announce that they are also doing that midnight launch event. So I don't know. I, do you think they do announcements? I don't see what else they would do for a full I, day. Is it just like going to be DJs and... I mean, I have no idea what a a live launch or a digital a digital launch event looks like. I doubt there's announcements because why would you? Why would they do announcements during a launch event? Well, launched it's in stores. You still want people excited. The pre order people have it, but now you want to reach out to the other people. I know when Xbox One came out, they did obviously a launch event that was live, and a bunch of celebrities came down and they were playing the game and stuff like that. Yeah, they a launch event should be to celebrate what just launched not like what's coming in the future like it's it doesn't seem like what you'd want to do with a marketing event but mm. maybe I, I don't i don't know what the digital like am i just going to sit there and watch a dj spin discs to nobody or zoom call celebrities in their living rooms dancing i mean maybe you're just not going to watch it <laughs> i don't <laughs> because if they're not announcing anything no i probably won't no, it's also worldwide so midnight there is going to be me at work here but <laughs> i just th- i just thought it's weird i mean i get that everyone does a launch event but this is such these are such weird times i don't know what they would do if not announce something other than pat each other on the back i mean i just assume they're going to be streaming games mm, yeah like i don't know what else i don't know what else it would be i think you might be reading too much into it but oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i'm no, definitely doing no, I, I just don't know what it would be i they haven't said anything about it other than that it's coming. And then each, you know, as time has gone by today, a bunch of other Twitter accounts have announced the same thing from. Yeah, I assume it's going to be just streaming games and maybe whatever game they're streaming, whatever games they're streaming, maybe they bring in like the developers of the game or, you know, a representative from each studio or whatever that they're streaming and uh, celebrate together about the launch of their games and systems. <laughs> but and that's what I would do. <laughs> I don't suppose you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. I uh, don't. <laughs> well, not interesting, but I was just not so much interesting, but I was just curious about what it would what it would be if it would be announcements. Sorry, I feel like I'm a real downer. I don't have a follow up. I'm just I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so Speaking I guess Twitch. Well the next thing would be so 
We're talking about launch events. You know, we're talking about you already winning a contest to win an Xbox Series X in a few weeks. Woo-woo. So now that I'm we know what that, we are, I'm going to win that PS5 too. It's going to happen. I'm rooting for you, but there's too much work involved. How how many more receipts are you willing to input to get tokens? <laughs> yeah, the the Burger King PS5 promotion is when you compare it to the the Taco Bell Xbox promotion. It is insane how like archaic and not even archaic, just like convoluted. <laughs> yeah, just convoluted and wildly wrong it is. <laughs> just in, I don't get it, man. That's like the surveys for like receipts. Hey, put in all this information. Who was your purchaser? What time did you buy it? Well, here's the thing. Up, up so just to just to say it out loud. <laughs> You have to take your receipt from Burger King, go to their website and enter like the store number, the time of purchase, the date, the amount of the purchase, a bunch of stuff. Maybe it was just those four things, but it takes a while to insert just to redeem a token, which you then have to go into another part of their Burger King app to digitally scratch a scratch off card to be told that you didn't win. (laughs) It's wild. It's so backwards. Um, I just text Taco Bell till I lose. But the thing is, like with the Burger King receipt, and this is what I noticed because I've been I've been staring at Burger King receipts the past couple of days. <laughs> um, there's a code on it for a survey, so they have like a code system. <laughs> they have the technology. I don't understand. They just really want to drive traffic to the Burger King app. I'm guessing. Yeah, I was a little surprised that Taco Bell, you can't even enter it on their app. Only on their website or the text thing. Yeah, well, I mean, the text thing, why would you want to do anything but the text thing? Oh, no, I, I get that. But just not to have it available on the app was kind of weird. Just to drive a little bit of traffic. But yeah, the text thing is just so easy. I, I can't imagine not just texting the code to... <laughs> I text 72853 or whatever it is, and they tell me no. <laughs> Sorry, bud, you'll get there. 25 times. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 25 times? Uh, no, but it's, you know, I might be in the double digits at this just, point. <laughs> just, just, just stop. Just stop. I'm going to get diabetes. I'm, I'm done with my Burger King. <laughs> right. I've, I've, I've bought Burger King like four times this past week. <laughs> just because I really wanted to win both an Xbox and a PS5. So going off of that, now that we know what's coming out, now that you're getting an Xbox, now that, I mean, we're, we're weeks away at this point from it coming out. We know what's happening in the near future. What are you looking forward to the most in terms of like upcoming in terms of like game announcements, what your, your hope for the future is or or anything with either console, just in the future, even if it's something like that's already been announced, not like in the next six months or so. Not in the next six months. Yeah. Something that's good. What's, what's far away game wise or maybe Technology, like something you'd like to see app-wise that the systems do that they can implement. You're really throwing curveballs at me here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can't go first. I you really threw me off here. (laughs) Uh, well. Obviously, there's a lot of games that they announced during both things that I think that they're not coming out for a while that I'd like to see. But I'm really impressed with some of the ways they've handled from what I've seen already 
the older games and how good they look now. And mm -hmm. then I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, um, like gamer ranks and stuff like that, where they're they're going over mods that are adding ray tracing to older games as well. So I'm very interested to see if maybe that technology now will come over to definitely not 360 or original Xbox games, but maybe Xbox One games with some ray tracing available, maybe Arkham Modders or or the like CD Projekt Red or some of the bigger studios will put a little bit of ray tracing on their older games. Because from what I've seen, it looks really good when it's done well from just everyday modders. But I'm wondering if that'll come over to Xbox as well, just people being interested in increasing the lives of their older games, especially as sequels start to come out. It wasn't something I thought about beforehand, but now I'm like, I'd like to see that. It, maybe not ray tracing specifically. Also, I still don't know what ray tracing is. I just know it makes things look prettier. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, they've already said they're, they've already done that with like the enhanced for enhanced for Xbox one X and now enhanced for series X. Like, isn't that something they're already doing? I don't think they're adding like ray tracing. They're definitely adding like the frame rate bumps and the load time. And they do a little bit of the smoothed out textures, like the 360 games on the Xbox one had done only obviously they're even better than that, but I haven't seen anything where it's like increased textures or uh, new lighting systems or anything like that. Something like that's a bigger graphical upgrade, which would require more like a download more than just the Xbox doing it itself. I mean, I, I thought that the enhanced for Xbox one X stuff was just texture packs. So I, I could be wrong, but I don't that's know. I, thought. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I haven't I definitely haven't heard anybody say anything about ray tracing or anything like that. And I, like you said, you Good. don't know what it does, but it, it definitely <laughs> makes things look, you know, a lot better. I don't know if I've ever actually seen ray tracing. It's 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 impressive. Just the ability to all ray tracing is is real light, just mathematically correct lighting, and it just makes everything pop. It makes everything so much better because there's so much reflective surfaces, water, liquids, all that. Even like wood and and like we're looking at your apartment walls now, just like matte paint, like looks so much better when ray tracing is applied because. You don't notice that, you know, people do a good job of faking it now, but when you see the ray tracing, it's just like really, really well done, including like natural sunlight and sunbeams and stuff like that off the camera are all real, which is nice. Hmm. Sounds cool. It is. I don't know. I, I, when they first announced ray tracing, I was like, all right, so light looks better. Cool. I but mean, now I've seen so many other things with ray tracing and I'm just like, wow, that, that looks nice. Like <laughs> improved lighting has always been like a, like a box quote feature of games, like since like fucking PS one, you know, yeah. like, like now with better lighting now with real lighting now, with oh, you know, splinter cell came out and you could shoot out the lights. That was a huge yeah. thing. <laughs> but yeah. I, it just, it really blows me away at some of the new like mods and stuff. It just, we added like grand theft auto five is what five years old now, six years old. It's like, there's videos of it with the ray tracing on now of people driving around Los Santos. And all it is is ray tracing added to it. No other graphical enhancements. And it just makes the game look better than games that are out now still. It really is impressive. Cool. Um, as for me, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't have, like, something that I want to just, like, yeah, I got nothing. Nothing? Not even a new game coming out? Well, you said. I said it could be said, a game, just not in the next six months. So like, a, a future game that has been announced that, like, got you really excited that you're. So a game that's announced 
It could be announced. That's yeah, not just, in something, the next... just not in the near future. Yeah. Or are you saying again that hasn't been announced that I just want to exist? Either way, just I don't want to do that. That just seems weird. <laughs> then just yeah, what's been announced? <laughs> the only game I want right now is Outriders. We've been over this. <laughs> you don't want Halo anymore? Oh yeah, I forgot about Halo. Halo before. Yeah. No, I want Outriders. <laughs> you, don't, you lost your love for bug snacks, huh? I'm done talking about bug snacks. <laughs> well, you said bug snacks is like a month away. Yeah, bug snacks is near future. Yeah. yeah. You said the only thing you want is Outriders. <laughs> I mean, I don't really even care about bug snacks anymore. We we <laughs> talked about that. Once, yeah. once we saw the gameplay of it, I was like, eh, okay. I still play it, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, I don't have more to bring to the segment. No, that's that's fine. It was a curveball. I just thought it would be interesting if you had anything. Because I didn't really think about, like I said, when I was thinking about stuff yesterday, I was like, are they going to add ray tracing to old stuff? Because I was watching those videos and I was just like, this is nice. Yeah, I mean, I know people get excited for like the next generation of consoles and like what they can do and everything. I feel like I'm at a point with games where like, I see what they can do. And I see them gradually getting better over time, but like, I don't feel like there's like this huge leap in technology going into next gen other than like, you know, load times and, and stuff of that Agreed, sort. Yeah. It seems like convenience is kind of like the, the next gen's <laughs> mantra basically, you know, <laughs> um, which just yeah, like load times or like the quick resume and the like six states seems pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So no. I'm excited for those little features, but I don't have like, like a vision for what I'm hoping for or anything like that. You know, I don't have, I don't have a dream board in my bedroom over there. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's interesting that you bring that up because that is really what they're bringing. Like that's why they gave all these press people, the Xbox series X's originally. And, and some of the PlayStation fives, at least in Japan, Check out these load times, check out these game states, check out what we can do. And really, no system has really cared about that yet so far. But I, I you don't notice until you're sitting there waiting for, you know, your next level of control to load, you know, and you're only warping two seconds away and you got to wait for a whole nother load screen that you're just like, man, when I get an Xbox or PlayStation 5, that won't happen again. Yeah. So that that is pretty cool. That's what it's all about. I'm okay with that. Ease of access. Speaking about the game states and stuff, did you see the PlayStation UI? I did not know. It seems a little better. They do a little bit more stuff that more Xbox dashboardy or Switch dashboardy, but it does seem still a little confusing. But I think it's something I might get used to later. They do have a couple cool features like going to achievements and being able to jump into the They're their called game. trophies. Trof- I'm sorry, yes. Jumping into certain trophies that you're still doing. And like in terms, they showed Little Big Planet, and they jumped into it and it loaded the level that they needed to get that trophy on a Little Big Planet, or where they were supposed to be going to get that next item, hidden item. Hmm. And I thought that was really neat. They'll also post for a lot of the Sony. At least every developer has the chance, but most Sony developers will do it. There'll be little walkthroughs as well. If you're if you need help, you click a help thing, and they'll show you a video of the other person playing the level to help you out with it instead of going to YouTube and trying to figure out the walkthrough and stuff like that. That's cool. I thought it was a little neat. Yeah. Kind of like in a game where like you want to purchase a skill and it shows you a little video of what the skill looks like. That's exactly what it looked like <laughs> in the in the game. Yeah. Hmm. But I thought that was pretty neat. And it looks like it's really easy to jump into a party and jump into a game as well on this new system. 
which is really nice as well. Probably partly because of the new ability to keep so many game states going. But I thought that was neat. So I, I didn't see the new UI. Is this active on PS4 right now as well? Uh, it is not active on PS4 right now. I don't know if it's coming to PS4. Like Xbox does it across their whole I, system. I remember hearing earlier last week that people were upset about some new messaging system on PS4 or something, but I don't, I don't know the specifics of it. I don't have it been on my PlayStation 4 in a couple of weeks. I do want to boot that up. I do yeah. want to boot it up and try Ghost of Tsushima at some point soon, but I'm not yet. Gotcha. I think they, oh, that Legends is out, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm we sure should check that. it out. Um, yeah, I think they changed some, I don't know why I'm talking about it because I don't have any information. I, I think they <laughs> changed like the, the party system and uh, there was, the people that were used to it are pretty not happy about it. Honestly, I mean, we've talked about it before. I think the PlayStation's UI is garbage. And we talk about how the party chat just sounds bad. <laughs> so I'm hoping they improve that on the PlayStation. Because where you sound crystal clear when we play on Xbox, you sound like, and I'm sure I do the same thing. It just sounds like crap when we're playing PlayStation together. Yeah, that's weird though. Because even on Xbox, like when you're in party chat versus game chat and stuff, like the quality of sound just like is all over the place. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's something that'll be fixed. Maybe that's something you can look forward to in the new system. <laughs> But I, I thought it was a step in the right direction. It does look a little confusing still because there's so many features I've never seen in another system. But it does look on that, uh, a lot more streamlined. And the ability to get to everything all from the touch of a button is right there, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to transition this. So I'm just going to talk about it. So, <laughs> uh, earlier or yesterday, there was a big uh, like a, a Twitch stream between AOC. I tried to transition you to this earlier, but you rejected it. When, when did you do that? Um. We were we were talking about streaming in some capacity. And I said, speaking of streaming, oh, did you? I don't. When when you do the edit, you're gonna you're gonna, gonna go back and hear it. You're gonna forehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, the AOC played Among Us with a bunch of big time streamers, and all to kind of get the vote out, I guess. And you know, I don't really have a problem with it, but I thought it was interesting that this platform is being used by politicians now, whereas before the big thing about politicians were. The platform was to demonize uh, video games in a way. So I, I wondered what you thought about that, because I think that's something that's very interesting to me. As she is the youngest uh, congresswoman, like, is that something that we're going to start to see going forward? A lot more politics in our video games and stuff like that. I don't think you'll see politics. What do you mean by politics and video games? Just because she was using Among Us as a plat and Twitch as a platform? Right. But um, I mean, obviously, it was very... What's the word? Bipartisan. It was just, hey, vote. I don't think she was really saying, make sure you vote for, you know, Biden, not Trump. She was just saying, you go make sure you vote in general. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Well, not to make our podcast political, but anyone who says you should go and vote. Wants it, you to vote it, for the people, obviously. Well, well, no, I'm saying there is the Democratic platform is based around going to vote. The Republican platform is based around keeping people from voting like that's just <laughs> what it is <laughs> um you never hear republican republicans saying get out and vote get out and vote get out get out and vote but as, as for this no i think it's just something you're going to see as you know people from our generation you know start to ascend to higher positions of you know authority and power um it the the demonization of video games like by politicians like especially like in the 90s and stuff that's very much a 
generational divide thing. It's just not understanding those things. But, you know, if, you know, if AOC grew up loving Pokemon Snap, which I know she does, (laughs) uh, of course, she's still going to be very fond of Pokemon Snap today, you know, Um, and she's not going to. I don't know. I, I I don't really think much of it. I think it's just, you know, par for the course. It's just the direction that everything's going. I do think it's interesting that in like 2016, you know, Trump was elected off the idea of like him not being a real politician, you know, he was kind of like an everyman, how true that is, whatever. So I would have expected to see a lot of people trying to do more things like this over the past, you know, three or four years, Mm -hmm. because it does make them feel more like, especially during COVID and that's like, it just makes it feel more like it makes the politician feel more relatable, you know, Um, it's kind of like when they do like AMAs on Reddit, you know, but even though it's like, you feel like they're kind of filtered. If you ever go through like a, a politician's AMA, like it doesn't always feel authentic. Authentic. Yeah. Um, not that some of them don't, but see, I think it's cool. I don't have a problem with that. I think it'd be really, really weird if someone did have a problem with it. That's a, that's a weird take. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call it a bad take because they're not politicizing video games. They're just using it as a, they're just playing video games while talking about American politics. You know? Right. Well, it's the same thing as, you know, it's the modern equivalent of going on talk shows and stuff like that. Now, I just think it's interesting that that, that could be the new, Thing. I just think it's it's a little it's a little weird because it's the first one, but I think it's the beginning of you'll start to see more and more of it. First one, what of really like she's she's kind of the first politician to really use it. She did it earlier this summer as well with her Animal Crossing Island, and now mm-hmm. she's doing it again in Among Us. And I'm sure, like you said, as our generation cycles in, well, there are a lot of politicians think on Twitch. They just aren't playing video games. Oh, I know people. Yeah, there, you know? use Twitch as a talking platform as well, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's actively using video games. To try to connect to people. I'm not saying use it as a platform, but connect yeah, to people. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's strange to see because it's the first time you see it, but it's, it's going to start to happen a lot more now. Mm-hmm. I also still really want to play Among Us. Me too. <laughs> we, just don't, we just don't have enough friends. I know. <laughs> Is that even available on Xbox or PlayStation or it's only mobile? No, it's PC and mobile. PC and mobile. Yeah. So. Okay. But you know, it just seems like a game like you could play with random people, but. That's it seems like a game you really want like a group of like eight to ten people to get and have and have fun. I mean, I don't know eight to ten people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I could do maybe four. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh <laughs> so that's all I got on that. I just I just thought it was really interesting and I saw it and I was like, okay. And Among Us obviously is the new hip thing. Yeah. So, so they, they're not gonna make an Among Us two. They decided to devote all their resources to bolstering Among Us One, I thought that was pretty interesting. For now, but oh, you know, yeah. for, but I mean, yeah, Among Us Two had already been announced, and they they scrapped plans for it to put it into to the put one. it all into the first one, which isn't a bad idea. A, the publicity got people into one, and no, no, a bunch I, of streamers started playing it. So no, that was a that's a fantastic move on their part because one, it's going to add longevity to the game that people are already purchasing and already has a big player base because it's you don't want to have Among Us become this huge thing. And then Among Us 2 comes out and people start to move over there and then it just kind of fades away. Mm-hmm. And it just looks really good on their part to be like, they easily could just do an, an Among Us 2. They've even said that, you know, the improvements that they're making to Among Us 1 
are going to be more difficult to do than it would be to just make a sequel. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it because they want to just, you know, build on this phenomenon that they've uh, they've kind of tapped into. Which they have. They have. And it's, it's a ton of fun to watch. I've watched a little bit of it. And it seems really fun. Yeah. You... So many streamers are playing it. It's it's really fun to watch, you know, a group of like the the more kind of like Fall Guys, same thing. I, I really enjoyed watching like the bigger personalities, you know, play the games and stuff like that. I know it. Among Us is even more fun to watch than Fall Guys as far as like if you have the right personalities. I know Mabibmam uh, did one that's on YouTube now. I haven't watched that yet. I did that. Yeah. With a couple of the Polygon people too. Hmm. But yeah, I, I really want to try to play it and... I mean, it is really cool what they did, and by doing that, they really gained the attention of three or four big studios they said they've had talks with. Just preliminary talks. They're not saying they're selling their company or anything, but they're like, these people didn't want anything to do with us you know, a few months ago, and now they're knocking on our door asking what we've got coming up and if we would like to work, help work on their stuff and stuff like that. Hmm. So it's definitely open doors for them, which is cool. Yeah. So the last thing I've got is the Call of Duty Cold War beta, I guess, just came out. So I was playing that. I don't know if you got a chance to play it at all. Didn't even know it existed. You said something <laughs> about something at one point, and I, I didn't follow up with you. <laughs> so the Cold War beta came out. Obviously, if you had pre-ordered it, I think you got alpha access, too. Um, and then there was the closed beta, and then there was the open beta, finally, this past weekend. So I, I played a little bit of it. I'm not a big Call of Duty guy. <laughs> I played a little bit of Warzone. I have fun with that, and I have fun with it for a little while. Then I usually get bored of it, or people get way too good, and then I get tired of dying. But there was a new game mode in it that I really, really enjoyed that I thought was kind of the best of both worlds in terms of the Battle Royale of Warzone, the bigger maps of Battlefield, and just the frantic quick shooting of like a Call of Duty game. And that was like the Dirty Bomb mode. And I thought it was a lot of fun to play. And I, I, I still don't know if I'll be picking up Call of Duty right away because it's in between Legion, Valhalla, and Cyberpunk. But if it went on sale like in January, I might pick it up because of that game mode. It was a lot of fun to play it. Uh, It's essentially a huge map, and there's, I believe, 10 teams of four on the map. And there are these little dirty bomb canisters all around. And every time you kill a player or you find a loot box, you get uranium, you put it into a canister. Once that canister is filled by any team, one team member, one member of one of the teams can start to program it to be a dirty bomb it explodes after a short time and becomes almost that area of effect damage that you see in battle royales, but in a small section of the map and it does eventually fade away. Um, but you start to become irradiated and you have to leave the area and it encourages you to go to other parts of the map and set off other bombs. Hmm. Uh, but it's frantic. It's fun. It's still got battle royale stuff. You still fall out of the airplane and choose where you want to land. You're still with your little group, kind of like in Warzone. Uh, I, you can, I think you can find weapons, but obviously the big Call of Duty thing is just gaining points and making your own weapons and stuff as you go and upgrading what weapons you have. But the weapons all feel really great. And what I've always loved about Call of Duty, I, I think you feel the same way. I think we've talked about it before, is the future ones are okay, but it's better when it feels like a real kind of wet when they're real weapons or Call of Duty is better in the real world. I don't think we've ever talked about that. No? No. No, I feel that way. <laughs> so this takes place in, I think, the 80s. So you get all these weapons that you're kind of familiar with and are, are more realistic and they, f- they feel like real weapons. The sniper actually feels really good for once in a game, which I haven't liked the sniper for in a game for a while. The weapons are cool. You still got the plates in Warzone. I, I really had a really good time. I was only going to play like one round and just be like, it was free, whatever. I'll play one round. And I ended up playing for like 
two or three hours one night nice. uh, just playing that one mode. So that was a lot of fun. I know they have other modes out that are more typical Call of Duty things, but that was the standout for me, and it made something that I wasn't that excited for a little bit more exciting. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. I don't know what you're... You don't really like the... You're not a big Call of Duty guy either for the most part. I mean, there was a time in my life where I was, for sure. Well, when the Modern Warfare's came out, the yeah. first Black Ops. No, I mean, I, I, I enjoy Call of Duty. Um, I don't think Warzone's my cup of tea for Battle Royales. I, I'll stick to Fortnite. But, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are getting mad at Fortnite with the grind of, I guess, leveling up or building up your character or something I was reading. I really haven't jumped on and checked out this Marvel season yet, but. I mean, I don't play video games anymore, so I, I haven't either, but <laughs> I'm sure whatever it is is ridiculous. I'm sure people are just complaining to complain. The battle pass is like super easy to knock out in Fortnite. It's probably like that, uh, those like holographic skins or something. They're like Pokemon cards now? <laughs> yeah, like if you reach like, I think like character level like 250 or so, the battle pass ends at 100, but if you can like get to like 250, I think you get like shiny versions of the Marvel skins. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you'd really want to be shiny, but okay. And that's pretty cool. Like the season before, they had like corrupted, so like you get that corrupted skins. So one of the skins, like the higher level you were, was like slowly taken over by like this red digital digitization. Is, it, is digitization a word? It is now, Dave. <laughs> digitalization. Digitalization is a word. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> that sounds cooler than just being a shiny version of a superhero i'd rather to be the superhero how they normally look i think with like comics and trading cards like hollow foils is kind of like a a thing you know yeah so i mean i get the idea of it yeah but then you got to wrap it up do they stay in like a plastic wrap the whole time yeah why not? they I have to stay untouched I don't know, Mike. <laughs> uh yeah that's what i got for today um, you got anything you want to add? Anything you want to talk about? No, nah, I've just really, the only game time I've really had has been playing Crash for next week. For the most part, me too, other than the Cold War beta. Um, so I'm excited to jump into that with you next week. A lot to do in that game. And yeah, that's all I got. All right. So like Dave said, join us next week for a post game on Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. I actually like that title. It's a good title. <laughs> uh, that's it. Once again, I'm Mike. That's Dave. Stay safe. Keep on gaming. <laughs> <laughs>